Hello, critical thinkers. Welcome to this new episode of Healthy and Awake podcast. Today, we have a fun episode, Operation Taylor Swift. And of course, this is an episode not to take too seriously. We, we like to have fun here on the show and have a sense of humor. And quite frankly, I wanted to take a break from all the COVID talk. I know I recently had Dr. Peter McCullough on, and it was an outstanding episode. If you haven't seen that, please go back and watch that. I talked about disease X and masks and all these different things. And I even told you that coming up soon is an episode on propaganda around all these narratives. But it's just so heavy for me and I think for the audience. So I want to make sure I'm spacing things out appropriately, just not to overwhelm you guys and also not to really uh, make it seem like that's that this is a show where that's only what I talk about. Uh, so I still have that propaganda episode coming up soon. So please expect that. And quite frankly, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've been procrastinating on it a little bit. It's a very big episode. It's a very long outline of articles and clips and all sorts of things that it's really a beast to tackle. So that is still on the way. It's ready to go, really. It's just a matter of uh, filming it and getting it out there. But uh, I wanted to put this one out first because the Super Bowl is today as I record this. Uh, it's in a few hours, actually. Uh, so I thought this one would be timely and a little bit less serious. Although there is some seriousness to this episode. It's not just all uh, giggles and laughs. But I also want to let you know that I have another guest coming up soon. You might have seen the viral video of a young man named Warren Smith, who was engaging with a student in a critical thinking dialogue. And the student had the preconceived notion, he had the position that J.K. Rowling or Rowling uh, is a bigot. I don't like her. And so he said, hey, let's critically think through this. Let's do it together. Let's go back and forth, ask some questions, examine our thoughts and see where we land. And so, of course, I start every episode saying, hey, critical thinkers, we emphasize critical thinking. My health coaching is collaborative critical thinking. I'm all about critical thinking. So I reached out to him. He agreed to be on the show. I still have to set up the details and, and actually I have to respond to him because uh, I just opened that email this morning. But I'm excited for that, to have a fellow critical thinker on the show. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. If you do have questions that you would like me to ask him, please make sure to message them over to me, either on social media or contact at MikeVera.com is my email. And let's see here. Just to really prove that this episode is to have fun, I wanted to set the scene. I wanted to start as light as possible. And so I'm pulling up an article here from Western Journal. So if you're watching, you can see this. Exorcist warns against attending Taylor Swift concerts, says artist is probably attracting demons. This is from November 29th, 2023. Taylor Swift concerts are probably attracting demonic activity, one religious leader has warned. Father Daniel Rehill, who serves as the exorcist of the Diocese of Nashville, claims that Swift has incorporated elements of witchcraft into her performance. Rehill has said in a video for Church Pop, I think that's a publication, that witches try to harness energy with the use of fire, black capes, and spherical objects that represent the Earth's elements. Warning. 
the following video contains images that some might find disturbing. And it's like a, a, a video of a Taylor Swift concert. I think even if you don't believe that she's doing demonic dances, you still might find it disturbing, even just because it's a Taylor Swift concert. Uh, it goes on. The, there's more in the article, but, you know, I don't believe that she's necessarily trying to cast out demons or anything like that. I, I just got a kick out of that. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, and, you know, maybe a lot of you are kind of sick of, of hearing about Taylor Swift. I guess that's possible. Maybe you are like this lady here. Who's excited to see Taylor Swift? Oh, that's great. I saw that circulating on Instagram and I just got such a kick out of that because that's how I feel. You know, it, it's so weird to scroll through social media and all of the usually every year you're seeing just regular football posts. Oh, the Super Bowl's here. Oh, my favorite team, especially me being from Philly. I, I think, I don't know if it was last year or the year before. I don't really watch football, but I know the Eagles were recently in the Super Bowl and that's all I saw in my social media feed. And it's just so weird. It's so different to see a bunch of females who never watch football talking about Taylor Swift. Uh, and I guess a lot of guys may be criticizing, oh, Taylor Swift, it's ruining football. And it really, it's just another thing that's pinned people against each other and people are arguing over such stupid nonsense. Who gives a shit about Taylor Swift? Um, and yet, <laughs> here I am with an entire episode about Taylor Swift. But it is kind of important because it's very obvious to anyone paying attention that there is a tendency in society to develop a type of cult-like mentality. You do see this with Taylor Swift. You see people camping out for days to go see Taylor Swift in concert. They get Taylor Swift tattoos. Uh, I, you know, if she said drink the poison Kool-Aid, I guarantee you some percentage of people would drink the poison Kool-Aid. But it's not just Taylor Swift, right? There is something about humans, about society. There are these mechanisms that allow us to fall into this cult mentality. And hey, if you love Taylor Swift, let me give an example that maybe you do agree with. Donald Trump. You see this with Donald Trump too. There are People refer to the MAGA cult, right? And hey, totally fair. There are a lot of people that no matter what Donald Trump says, they will listen to what Donald Trump said. I will take it at face value. Nothing should be taken at face value. And, you know, the, the cult goes in both directions with, with Donald Trump. You know, the, the, uh, they call it the Trump derangement syndrome. These people, no matter what he says, they won't listen to it. That's extreme also. You know, really, there should be a, a healthy middle ground and, you know, this isn't an episode about Donald Trump, but I, I say this to highlight that there is a tendency for people to fall in to cult mentality. And that can be destructive. It can be not very healthy. And it's antithetical to critical thinking. And remember, we are in a fifth generation warfare landscape, meaning things are not as they seem. This is such a big problem in society where people, they just take in information and accept it as it is. Oh, that's Taylor Swift singing a song. That's all it is. Oh, that's Donald Trump just saying some words. That's all it is. Nothing is all it is, right? Everything requires some deeper analysis. And I realize people just like to be comfortable and, and not scrutinize everything. But, you know, if you want to get close to the truth, you do have to scrutinize. And I do want to clarify that I'm not saying everybody who loves uh, Taylor Swift is in a cult. There is a difference between a fan and a cult member. 
there, there can absolutely be people who just like Taylor Swift. They're not out getting tattoos. They're not out camping for days in a tent to go see her in concert. Uh, so I'm really focused on the cult mentality of things. And uh, I actually did an episode. I was the guest on somebody else's podcast where I talked about cult mentality. Very specifically, we talked for about an hour about the mechanisms and, and some of the social tendencies you see around cult mentality. And I will put that in the show notes. So please keep an eye out for that. It's very interesting. But Taylor Swift is, in fact, everywhere. I'm pulling up a image here from Instagram. Give me a second. So if you're looking at this, this appears to be real. So this is a, uh, a magazine rack. And hilariously, at the very top, it says magazines for every interest. And every single magazine here is a Taylor Swift cover. Every single one. And I don't know if this is Photoshopped. I don't know if somebody did this as a joke. But I'll tell you what, I almost didn't put it in the episode just in case it's fake. I almost left this out completely. But I went to the grocery store the other day and I saw exactly this. It didn't say magazines for every interest at the top, but the entire magazine rack was this. It had Taylor Swift everything. Every single magazine was Taylor Swift. And, and so at that moment, I go, whoa, this is actually real. Okay. Uh, so, you know, maybe this particular photo, again, is photoshopped. I have no idea. But look around. Go to your grocery store. You will see stuff exactly like this. There are four rows of magazines and four columns. All of them have Taylor Swift. So is there something deeper at play? I have no idea. I have no idea if Taylor Swift is a PSYOP. Okay, let me be very clear about that from the very beginning. I have no idea. We're, we're just talking about this for fun. It's worth talking about. We like focusing on narratives and propaganda. Okay. And even if she's not some kind of puppet, psyop, operation, whatever, she is big enough to have the, the capability of what a psyop would accomplish. Could she sway the election? That's the question being asked. A lot of conspiracy theorists, a lot of people saying, hey, the conspiracy theorists are saying that Taylor Swift is a psyop. Well, let, let's look at some of that. Let me pull up a few articles here. Let's go back and forth, actually, because there are all kinds of narratives. Newsweek. Can Taylor Swift sway voting in the 2024 election? This is January 28th, 2024. Exclusive polling conducted for Newsweek found that 18% of voters say they're more likely or significantly more likely to vote for a candidate endorsed by Taylor Swift. Okay, so that's one article. That doesn't mean anything. And in fact, let's see if we can find something that says the opposite. So I'm going to pull up an article now, a recent article from The Guardian. Basically, the, the same headline. Could Taylor Swift really swing the 2024 presidential election? This is The Guardian, February 8th, 2024. It's unlikely Swift's opinion will sway voters torn between Trump or Biden but her influence could bolster turnout. And somewhere in here, they talk about their own poll that they did that basically said the opposite of what Newsweek said, that no, she's not going to sway the election. And there are actually a, a few more. I, I don't want to go 
too much into this because if you look, you'll find tons of articles. Half of them say, yes, she can sway the election. She absolutely will. And then you'll find another half that say, absolutely not. And anyone who says such nonsense is a crazy conspiracy theorist. Honestly, it comes down to whatever flavor of propaganda you like. That's one of the funniest things that I've learned uh, or observed on social media, especially given the recent Tucker Carlson Putin interview. There are people out there saying, oh, Tucker Carlson is a Russian propagandist and he should not be trusted. I only trust the propagandists on CNN. They should be trusted. It's like all these people saying, oh, you're a propagandist. They just like a different flavor of propaganda. So if you already identify with one of these outlets, if you already identify with The Guardian or Newsweek, well, then very likely you are reading it and taking it at face value. And that can be dangerous. So the only thing people love more than putting themselves in, uh, let me say that again. The only thing people love more than putting themselves in a category is putting others in a category. I'm a Democrat. I'm a Republican. And you over there, you're the enemy. You don't believe what I believe, so you're the bad guy. People love to do this. It's nonsense. It's so intellectually weak. It's actually a shortcut that the brain takes. It goes to the in-group, out-group bias, and it's an excuse to be intellectually lazy. I don't want to think about all the complexities and intricacies. I just want to put you in a category so that I can assume the rest about you. And I experience this all the time. People think that if I talk about a certain subject like COVID, that you know, in the way that I talk about it, they're going to assume about my politics. They're going to assume about a, a whole bunch of other things. I've experienced this firsthand with people meeting me saying, hey, I heard you say this. So you must think X, Y, and Z also. It's so lazy. It is one of the, the gravest intellectual sins that you can make. I'm right and you're wrong. And you must think all these other things too. And, you know, both sides, both ends of the political spectrum engage in this. So you might hear me saying this, and, and ironically, you, you might make some assumptions about my own political views, which I never really express here on the show. So please, I ask, in the interest of critical thinking, to, to really try to relinquish the categories that we put ourselves in. Because, of course, we're critical thinkers here. We're not interested in authority bias and saying, oh, well, this well-respected journal said this, so that's what I believe. That's so weak. So we're looking at the narratives. That's why I always try to present both sides. And with this idea of a Taylor Swift conspiracy, here's an example. Let's see. This is from Wired Magazine. Taylor Swift conspiracy theorist gets psyops all wrong. February 1st, 2024. So I'm not going to go into the article. Let, let's see the sub thing here. Some prominent right-wing commentators say the relationship between Taylor Swift and Kansas City Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey is a play to keep President Biden in power. PSYOP experts think otherwise. This is the funniest thing in the world. If you know anything about PSYOPs, to read an article that says, Oh, the PSYOPs experts say this is not a PSYOP is just so laughable. Hey, maybe they're right. Again, I don't know if Taylor Swift is a PSYOP, and I'm not trying to make the claim or nudge you in the direction that she is. I promise you I'm not. But if you know anything about PSYOPs, this is laughable. To read an article from, 
friggin' Wired magazine that says PSYOP experts think otherwise is, is such a slap in the face. Because if it were, in fact, a PSYOP, no shit they're going to say that. It's not going to be labeled. She's not going to come out and say, oh, guys, by the way, I'm a PSYOP. Or, hey, you caught us. We're a PSYOP. You have to critically think if it is a PSYOP, which, you know, there are PSYOPs. PSYOPs are, are deliberately deceptive. You're not going to get it from a Wired Magazine article. I'm almost out of breath. I'm so worked up today. I've, I've had uh, an abundance of coffee, and uh, which I've been doing. I know I had a previous episode about cutting down on coffee, but when I don't drink coffee, the, the episodes are just slow. I feel so sluggish, so I do it for your entertainment. But let's see. I think I have another one here similar to the Wired Magazine article I'm pulling up from Forbes. Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl, the conspiracy theory explained. So again, what is the Taylor Swift Super Bowl conspiracy theory? It's the same thing as the Wired Magazine article. And, and one of the hilarious things about this, uh, all of these articles, uh, several from Wired and Forbes and all these mainstream news articles or, or mainstream news publications or outlets all at the same time saying, no, she's not a PSYOP. She's not a PSYOP. That's not helping your case. Remember, propaganda is the coordinated effort to propagate information so that it can influence the minds and opinions of a large group of people. This appears to be coordinated. All these people are saying it at the same time. And, and that could be true on both levels, right? On both sides. So the, the, coordinated messages saying she is a psyop she is a psyop she is a psyop that itself could be a psyop and then on the other end of the spectrum saying she's not a psyop she's not a psyop she's not a stop it don't look at that look away that could just as easily be a psyop who the hell knows but when you look at the definition the coordinated effort to propagate information you have all these mainstream outlets saying different things on both ends of the spectrum maybe it's all a coincidence maybe you know all these people woke up and said you know what i need to talk about the 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 Taylor Swift PSYOP or the Taylor Swift non-PSYOP. This is so not conducive to critical thinking for people to just even read these articles and, and take it at face value. Let's see what, what's this one here. This is from MSN. Oh, this is so funny. Okay, this is from three weeks ago. MSN published uh, through State of the Union, it's called. Pentagon denies Taylor Swift is an asset for government psyops. Again, so funny because the Pentagon, if they were engaged in psyops, they're not going to say, oh, caught us. That's it. We're trying to manipulate you. And, and this article was published very specifically because of uh, a Jesse Waters clip on Fox News. And, and I'm going to show a part of that ahead. But. If you are taking any of this at face value, with all due respect, you are not a critical thinker. And that's what we're here to really explore. We're here to critically think about this together. Because propaganda is not labeled. Just like when the White House, you may have seen that clip. Do not take anything that Putin says at face value. Of course, I agree with that. Russian, uh, the Russian government has their own propaganda. But let's not forget the United States should not be taken at face value either. 
You think the United States doesn't engage in propaganda? Or the U.S. doesn't engage in psyops? What is your head buried in the sand? So, you know, even if it is a psyop, which I don't know it is, we might never know. That doesn't mean that we can't ask questions and, and look further. Because when it comes to celebrity endorsements, this is what politicians do. Obviously, politicians want the support of celebrities. Of course. Who doesn't know that? So let's see. I don't remember what this one is. I, I have something here from the New York Times. All right. This is, I don't see a date. January 29th, 2024. Inside Biden's anti-Trump battle plan and where Taylor Swift fits in. This is from the NewYorkTimes.com. Watching Donald Trump ascend the newly energized. <laughs> okay, I got to start over. Watching Donald Trump ascend the newly energized Biden campaign is aiming to make the general election all about him. It's also hoping for some big endorsements. I couldn't hold my laughter at, at the idea of any of energized and Biden being in the same sentence. Anybody who's ever seen this guy knows that he isn't energized. He's falling asleep while he's talking to world leaders. He just got called out for being an old man with poor memory. So somewhere in here, let me see if I could just search for it. Taylor Swift. No, that's not really work. I'm trying to find it within the article, but it's giving me a tough time. Uh, basically, in the article, it admits that he does, in fact, want. Here we go. Other Biden aides are drafting wish lists of potential surrogates, including elected officials, social media influencers, and the endorsement of their wildest dreams. The global superstar, Taylor Swift. Okay, so how, why in the world are you going to push back and say, if you think this is at all some kind of psychological operation to get political endorsements, you're a crazy conspiracy theorist and you should be shunned. Even the New York Times admits this. I, you know, these articles that do this, it's, in my opinion, this is divide and conquer. This is to keep us fighting with each other. You over there who believes that Taylor Swift is being used for some kind of political purposes, you're an idiot. I don't even want to associate with you. I'm going to call you names. You're probably in the MAGA cult. This is not really how a healthy society works. And if people are going to filter their thinking through these shitty articles, I'm sorry to curse so much today, but that's really like this is garbage. All like to, to, really rely on our thinking through these nobodies here uh, uh reed epstein uh lisa lehrer katie gluek katie rogers like who, who are you people why why should i believe anything that you're saying and this goes for all the articles that i've talked about so far and hey that goes for me too don't believe what i'm saying critically think for yourself So this does go both ways in terms of, uh, and, and I did say this earlier, the, the people saying that Taylor Swift is a PSYOP and that people saying it isn't. So I have a, a really interesting clip here that I saw circulating. I'm going to pull it up. 
in just a moment. Yeah, here we go. All right. Morning. Taylor Swift is not a psyop. Taylor Swift is not a psyop. Taylor Swift is not a psyop. Taylor Swift is not a So if you're listening and not watching, this is a, a series of news clips. And they appear to say all, you know, all the same thing. All these different news anchors from different stations appear to be saying Taylor Swift is not a psyop. Taylor Swift is not a psyop. And, and of course, this is to highlight that, okay, they're all saying it at once. It's a coordinated effort. That, that means it's probably more likely that Taylor Swift is a psyop. And, and I'm going to, I have one very, very important thing to say about this, but I want to play a few more seconds of it. Taylor Swift is not a psyop. 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 All right. So you get the idea. There's still more to the video. Um, but like I said, if you're going to take anything at face value, that is not critically thinking and you can get fooled. This video is fake. This is not a real video. And people are circulating this saying, oh, look, this is how you know Taylor Swift is a psyop. It's, it's a fake clip. You got fooled. So both sides can get fooled very easily. But here's the thing. Psyops are, in fact, real. There, there's this idea. A lot of people dismiss. As soon as they hear the word psyops, they tune out or they dismiss you. They marginalize you. You're crazy. You're a conspiracy theorist. Psyops are definitely real. This is uh, an article. I, this maybe isn't the absolute best example, but this is a thesis paper from Naval Postgraduate School. And the reason I, I'm highlighting this is really for anyone who is really interested in this topic and wants to go a little bit deeper. Whoever wrote this did a really good job of laying out some objective uh, instances of actual psyops and even the logic that goes into identifying social media influencers to be used for psyops. And uh, let's see, submitted impartial fulfillment in the requirements for the degree of Master of Science in Information Strategy and Political Warfare from the Naval Postgraduate School, December 2021, approved by a series of advisors. And the abstract. So let me read the abstract here. Social media has become one of the primary modes of communication throughout the world, especially in developed countries. Nearly every user of social media in its various forms or applications has an audience he or she can influence and a set of influencers from which he or she receives information. U.S. psychological operations, SIA, Personnel focus on influencing foreign target audiences in their audience's own language, but have been slow to adapt the use of social media as a means to influence. Now, notice that it's, it's only for foreign targets. We would never do that here domestically, but I digress. Uh, back to the abstract. Drawing from principles used in influencer marketing, we ask, how can U.S. PSYOP forces and their partners best identify social media influencers with whom they can partner in their effort to change the behavior of foreign target audiences? Uh, there's a few more sentences left, but I want to highlight something very powerful here. The beginning of that sentence, drawing from principles used in influencer marketing. I've said multiple times on the show that propaganda, psychological operations, marketing, uh, public relations, these are all the same thing. They, they just have different labels. And in fact, Edward Bernays, the father of modern public relations, 
he wrote the book Propaganda First. And once that term started to get a, a bad reputation, he said, hey, let's rebrand propaganda and call it public relations. That, that is Propaganda 101. Now, continuing on the abstract, through this study, we've identified the main factors for influence on social media using both quantitative and qualitative analysis and developed a decision-making tool to identify the key communicators, in particular social media influencers, who can elicit the desired behavioral change in a target audience. The seven-category influencer scorecard we created provides a low-tech, situationally adaptable method for identifying influencers with whom U.S. PSYOPs can partner to execute a PSYOP series. So this is something that people in the military or people, you know, climbing the ranks of the military know very well. Let me look at the table of contents here. So it goes into the background. There's some really good literature reviews there. The connection between influencer marketing and psychological operations, the marketing industry perspective on influencers academic research on influencer marketing, and it goes on. There's really a lot of good stuff in here. I'll try to remember to put this in the show notes, but just in case I forget, let me reread the title for you. Let me go back. Oh, maybe not. I'll put it in the show notes. Don't worry. Uh, I don't want to get stuck on, on just one thing, but moving on. It's weird the effect that Taylor Swift has had on the culture. She really is a phenomenon. And to such a degree that Arizona State University has a, a Taylor Swift class, it seems like. This is from news.asu.edu. So this is the official Arizona State University website. The title of this article is A Swift Approach to Learning Psychology. New ASU course uses Taylor Swift to demonstrate social psychology phenomena. This actually sounds like an interesting class. August 10th, 20, uh, 2023. So, there is a class that students can take and learn about, I guess, Taylor Swift and, and the effect on social psychology, just like we're talking about here. Each week, I will connect a theme from, <laughs> from a Swift album to a topic in social. Okay, that's crazy. That's not at all what I thought this was. Okay, so let me look at actually some of what this says. Uh, I'm going to skim through the questions here. Why did you decide to incorporate Swift into an advanced psychology class? The story is actually pretty funny. Right after Taylor Swift performed in Glendale in March, a few of my research assistants were sitting in my lab and joked that they would love to have a course about her. I liked the idea and jokingly made a rough outline of what, a, what that sort of course might look like. I pitched it to my department and apparently they liked it. Wow, this is what students pay for, for education. How would you describe the class? We will be, going deep, we will be doing deep dives into very specific topics so that students have some expertise in each of these areas by the end of each week. I find this me method of learning much more engaging than survey courses that have to cover every topic within a semester. Each week, I will connect a theme from a Swift album to a topic in social psychology. That is not a, like I thought this would be, hey, look at how people can fall into cult mentality and, and how this influential figure can manipulate them, just like you saw with, you know, uh, the cult leaders getting people to drink the Kool-Aid. No, this is connecting the themes of her albums. 
Just listen to her album. How will you incorporate topics such as revenge into the class? Taylor's sixth album, Reputation, is her comeback after disappearing from the spotlight due to conflicts with Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. She enacts her revenge on them and the broader media landscape by dropping an incredibly successful album along with the stadium tour. The students know this, but why do we like revenge? Do they know how we will enact revenge? Social psychology can tell us. Wow. This seems like a, a, a garbage class. Easy to get an A, probably. That's so funny. To me, anyway. Oh, so we do know that psyops actually have happened. It is a real thing. There's an interesting article here. This is called, uh, the website is popularmechanics.com. This is February 2nd, 2024. Conspiracy theorists think Taylor Swift is a government spy. These celebs actually were. Subtitle says, while, conserv while some conservatives believe the pop star is a secret psyop, these icons really did carry out covert, covert missions in the name of national security. So let me scroll down. A history of celebrities as government assets. In the spring of 2020, Crooked Media dropped an engrossing eight-part podcast series delving into the sensational accusation that it was actually the CIA who wrote the iconic 1990 power ballad, Wind of Change, by the German heavy metal band Scorpions in an effort to end communism. Although the podcast didn't unearth definitive proof of the CIA's hand in composing Wind of Change, a claim that Scorpions, oh, this is in parentheses, a claim that Scorpions leader sing, lead singer Klaus Main emphatically rejected, it did unearth some shady undertakings surrounding the Moscow Music Peace Festival's origins. There are questionable activities on the outskirts of the main story are more often than not characteristics, a characteristic of the ways in which the CIA has been known to operate in similar contexts. I got to maybe slow down. I keep tripping over words. My apologies. Uh, continuing on, after all, was Jerry Garcia singing I Am Uncle Sam, How Do You Do in U.S. Blues, a confession that he was secretly a fed this whole time no obviously not but does grateful dead lyricist robert hunter appear in some cia documents relating to mk ultra he sure does and i looked at this it actually links to cia.gov of a document from mk ultra in which grateful dead lyricist robert hunter does appear in the documents just because deadheads and and that was my commentary. Now going back, back into the article. Just because Deadhead's embracing the turn on, tune in, drop out mantra at concerts in Height Ashbury may have unwittingly experienced LSD circulated by government agents, it doesn't imply they were aware of this sinister backdrop. For musicians, the CIA might not be writing their songs, but the agency could be playing an unseen role behind the scenes. Such was the case in the tragic tale of Nina Simone. And I'm just going to read this next section and then I'll stop because it is kind of a long article. Nina Simone was a defiant and outspoken musician and activist whose willingness to sacrifice her career to promote causes she believed in never wavered. Consider, uh, considered the voice of the civil rights movement as biography notes, 
Simone composed powerful protest songs like Mississippi Goddamn that took America to task. In 1961, Nina Simone joined a roster of artists commissioned to visit Nigeria to perform on behalf of the American Society of African Culture. Simone and her peers believed that AMSAC, that's the organization I just named, believed that AMSAC was an independent organization dedicated to fostering ties between Africans and African Americans. Only years later did it come to light that AMSAC served as a cover for another agency, the CIA. So I'll stop there. If you want to read the article, I, I mentioned the title, and that's from popularmechanics.com. You can check that out for yourself. But, you know, with all this Taylor Swift talk and PSYOPs talk, the first thing that came to mind for me was a really eye-opening book that I read called The Tavistock Institute. And I'm going to pull up that on Amazon.com. If you do want to check out this book, you can see here, if you're looking at the screen, Tavistock Institute. Social Engineering the Masses. This is from September 22nd, 2015 by Daniel Estulin, PhD. And you can even see here, I'm not just making things up. I purchased this edition on June 27th, 2022. So I've been interested in this for quite a while. And I wanted to buy this book even earlier than I actually did. But uh, I will warn you, if you do check out this book, and I highly recommend it for anyone who wants to understand how the world really works, uh, it is incredibly dense and kind of tough to read. Uh, but nonetheless, it is uh, really eye-opening. And, and in a part of the book, I even wrote down page 110, they talk about the CIA and the FBI's involvement in what is now known as the psychedelic revolution and even how they had a role in kind of nudging the Beatles to propagate some of these messages. Uh, a lot of these concerts like Woodstock, uh, or I don't even think they said Woodstock specifically, but there was one before Woodstock that was kind of like a test run. And the book suggests that it was the networks of British military intelligence and the CIA who are the initiators of all this. And this was an extension of the MK Ultra program, or at the very least, just experimenting on uh, a lot of these people with chemicals uh, on a large scale. And, and this had never been done before. So I, I totally understand the sort of thing sounds crazy. Why would the government do that? And they're experimenting. No, this was just hippies taking drugs. You think whatever you want. I don't care. But I'm just telling you what some people are saying. Uh, and it seems totally reasonable to me that uh, the CIA and all these intelligence organizations with a terrible track record uh, could do something like this. And of course, it's no secret that the music industry in general has done uh, has been used in the past for what some people might call psychological operations, maybe not. But recently, I think maybe last year, rapper Ice Cube had some things to say about the music industry. So let me go to a clip of that. And people who are on the labels on the prisons, literally the same people, literally the same people. So this is Ice Cube talking to Bill Maher. He's on Bill Maher's show. Who own the labels, own private prisons. The records that come out are really geared to push people towards that prison industry. They didn't make you write those lyrics. It's not about making somebody write the lyrics. It's about being there as guardrails to make sure certain songs make it through and certain songs. You know, some records are made by committee, you, meaning 
record company guys sit around and tell the artists, this is hot, say that, do this. We're going to have this guy write the lyrics. We're going to have that. You have, you know, the record company pushing the narrative. You know, and somewhat, uh, you know, some social engineering going on here to make sure those prisons stay full. So he's saying this, and you know what? He's not the only one. I'm going to go now to a clip of another rapper, Meek Mill, who says something similar. People like Robert, myself, he opened doors to be on stages like this because before I wasn't on stages like this. I was on rap stages rapping about, you know, violence and guns. You know, that we get paid to rap about that stuff. They actually pay us more when we rap about more ignorant stuff. So I make sure I even align and come on talking on stages like this. But you guys, the NAACP open up doors for people like me to be able to power forward because the things fund us, that don't power me forward. You know, I just make sure because I know better and I'm at an age point, I'm 36. They power is really went from when we 21 to 25, we really don't know. I'm one of the lucky ones that made it through where I was able to get my knowledge and sense. And I'm the one that keep the line on the rap ignorance and be able to level out uh, conversations like these and deliver it to the young people who may not attend things like that's pretty funny. I, I listen to Meek Mill, and a lot of his music is uh, degenerate garbage. <laughs> uh, but he gets paid more. He's At least he's honest about it. You know, it, it's interesting. If you look at a lot of independent artists and you look at the credits, it's just them. It's, you know, the credit is me. I wrote the song. I produced this. And that's beautiful. I love that the industry is shaping in that way. But then you look at a lot of the polished artists like Taylor Swift, for instance. I don't know if this specifically relates to her, but there are absolutely some artists out there. When you look at the producers of the song and the credits, there, there's 20 people who were involved in the writing of that song. That, that's not art. It's manufactured garbage to influence you. Why else would 20 people be involved in a song? Now, this next clip is not directly related to the music industry, but media more generally. And it's from someone who some people hate, but I really admire this guy, uh, Dave Chappelle, a stand-up comedian, who notoriously disappeared for many years after saying the industry was sick. And I, I don't remember how long this clip is exactly, and, and uh, I saw this a while ago. So let me see how this goes. I mean, I'm a conspiracy Theorist to a degree. Like when I, I connect dots that maybe shouldn't be connected, I don't know. But certain dots, like when I see that they put every black man in the movies in a dress at some point in their career, I'd be connecting them. I'm like, wow, all these brothers gonna wear a dress. This happened to me. I'm doing a movie with Martin. Yeah. The movie's going good. So I walk in the trailer. I'm like, man, this must be the wrong trailer because there's a dress in here. They come in, the writer comes in. I think he's the writer. He's like, Dave, listen, we got this hilarious scene where Martin's sneaking out of jail. So he disguises you as a prostitute. <laughs> and he put this dress on and, huh? What? The prostitute? No, nah, I'm not doing that. I don't feel comfortable with that. Like, that should have been in a discussion. What? You don't feel comfortable with it. I mean, it's a hilarious bit. All the greats have done it. So, well, if all the greats have done it, it's kind of hacky, right? You're right. So why don't we just not do it? Because I don't feel comfortable wearing a dress. 
I'm come on date. Listen, we, we got it all set up. We're supposed to shoot every, every minute you waste costs this much money. You know, the pressure comes in. Huh. He said, I'm now nah, I'm not wearing no dress, man. I'm funnier than a dress. It's giving me so funny to say, I don't even wear no dress to be funny. What am I, Milton Berle? You know, we're going like this. And then finally, he's like, ah, and he, he leaves. And then, like, the director comes, Dave, it really would be great if you wear the dress. What's this, bro? What is this, a broke back mountain in here? <laughs> and uh, if you've never seen this clip, there's a little more. I guess I'll play the rest of it, but he's on Oprah right now. Uh, this is from a long time ago. I don't know what year this is, but this is before he disappeared from the scene. And pitch. I wear the dress. I want to wear the dress. I want to wear this dress. You know what I mean? Is, oh, gosh. This guy's so difficult. They leave. Man, the producers comes. Come on, David. would be so great. I mean, and then I started thinking about it. all the comics that I've seen. Man, you know, strong brothers. I was, why didn't put us in these dresses? But the minute it was clear, I was adamant. I'm not wearing a dress. I'm not wearing the dress. All right. Fine. Think of something else. That comes back 10 minutes later. The whole new scene. Like, damn, how did you write the scene so fast? You know, it's like, so you got to take a stand. So there is. You know, I've said something like this a, a few times already, but things are not as they seem. Anybody who thinks that the media industry, that all the entertainment that you get, that millions and millions of dollars are put into, that it's just, that's what it is. It's just artists who want to entertain you out of the goodness of their heart. Yeah, of course, some of that's true, especially, like I said, with the independent artists. But the millions and millions of dollars where, I mean, the CIA has been documented in uh, being involved in movies and music, it's no secret. Anyone who's paying attention knows that. Things are not as they seem. So look, I, I totally understand people who just want to relax and watch their media and have a good time. That's not the world we live in. Unfortunately, because of fifth generation warfare and information warfare, things are shaping your mind. I don't know why they would want Dave Chappelle to wear a dress, but he seems to be awfully suspicious about it. He's noticing patterns, and that's part of what we do on the show. We notice patterns. But back to Taylor Swift, which, of course, is the point of this whole episode. She is already having an effect. This is NPR, September 22nd, 2023, titled, A Taylor Swift Instagram Post Helped Drive a Surge in Voter Registration. Now, if I'm an intelligence agency and I'm trying to target influencers and I want a surge in voter registration, I'm going to look for very influential people like Taylor Swift. That is not at all unreasonable to think. It, the very first sentence here in the article, when Taylor Swift speaks, her fans listen. So NPR, very likely, I don't know this for sure, but very likely they already put out an article saying, oh, anyone who thinks Taylor Swift is a psyop is a crazy conspiracy theorist and they should be dismissed. Yet at the same time, they'll admit that she does have a dramatic effect on politics. There is something to this. It is not unreasonable to be asking these sorts of questions. And again, I don't care what you think. I don't, I don't care one way or another if you think it is or it isn't a PSYOP. I'm not here to, to convince you. I'm not here to prove anything. I am just observing narratives. Please understand that. Let me look at another one, uh, how Taylor Swift is already having an effect in politics. This is from NBC News. 
this is October 8th, 2018. This is even further back. Taylor Swift breaks political silence, endorses two Democrats in, in Tennessee. And the subtitle quotes Taylor Swift. I've been reluctant to publicly voice my political opinions, but due to several events in my life and in the world in the past two years, I feel very differently about that now. Hmm. I wonder what kind of events in her life would break her political silence. Well, I, I have no idea. I've never talked to Taylor Swift. But some people do speculate that this clip that I'm about to show you might have something to do with it. Maybe. Swift was never really that political until George Soros bought all of the rights to her music. This is real. My entire catalog was sold to Scooter Braun's Ithaca Holdings in a deal that I'm told was funded by the Soros family, 23 Capital, and the Carlisle Group. 18% of voters say they're more likely or significantly more likely to vote for a candidate endorsed by Taylor Swift. This published today from the New York Times. So I, I didn't maybe pick the best clip to represent that because there is a longer clip of her talking about how the Soros empire, whatever you want to call it, George Soros bought her music. Uh, it is something to think about. I don't even know who that is in the clip, but you know he did clip out Taylor Swift saying uh, exactly that. And maybe he's connecting dots that shouldn't be connected. I don't know. But it's not, again, unreasonable to suspect that that might be playing a role in how she behaves. And let me actually go back to something I referenced earlier. I, I said something about the Pentagon saying, oh, no way is this a, a PSYOP. Uh, and the reason they even put that out is because of... I'm looking for it here. Because of something that happened with Jesse Waters uh, of Fox News anchor or correspondent who accused the Pentagon of uh, using Taylor Swift as a psyop. So let's see what he says. Like her music, she's all right. But I mean, have you ever wondered why or how she blew up like this? Well, around four years ago, the Pentagon Psychological Operations Unit floated turning Taylor Swift into an asset during a NATO meeting. What kind of asset? A psyop for combating online misinformation. Listen. You came in here wanting to understand how you just go out there and counter an information operation. Well, the idea is that social influence can help uh, can help uh, encourage or uh, promote behavior change. So potentially as like a peaceful information operation. I include Taylor Swift in here because she's, um, you know, she's a fairly influential online person. I don't know if you've heard of her. Yeah, that's real. The Pentagon PSYOP unit pitched NATO on turning Taylor Swift into an asset for combating misinformation online. This is nothing new. In the 1950s, the government strong-armed Louis Armstrong into doing propaganda tours across Africa. The CIA did the same thing with jazz singer Nina Simone, except they did it without her really knowing. I mentioned that. In the 70s, Nixon enlisted Elvis in his war on drugs. He gave the king a badge and named him a covert federal law enforcement agent. Michael Jackson was tapped by Reagan using his song Beat It and his public service campaigns against teen drinking and driving. Michael Jackson persuading minors not to drink. <laughs> so he does go on in the clip to say, is she a psyop? I have no idea. And that's true. None of us here have any idea. But isn't that awfully suspicious? You know, that 
they would be pitching something like that. And that's what prompted the Pentagon to say, no way is she a psyop. Get out of here with that nonsense. And so maybe you think, well, that's just Fox News. That's propaganda. That shouldn't be taken at face value. Hey, fair enough. Fair enough. Maybe you're right. Let's see what, what people opposed to this say. This is from Forbes magazine. Why conspiracy theorists think Taylor Swift is a Pentagon psyop. Have you heard this, the claim? Oh, and this is from January 10th, 2024. Have you heard the claim that musician Taylor Swift is a secret psyop used by the Pentagon to influence public opinion? It was a claim largely relegated to conspiracy theorists on X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, before Jesse Waters did a segment about the idea on Fox News on Tuesday. But the Fox News segment takes a viral video wildly out of context. Waters played a clip from a NATO conference, but didn't give any necessary context to his viewers about what they were watching. And Waters seems to think Swift's popularity in itself is a sign of some dark forces pulling strings behind the scenes. Have you ever wondered why or how she blew up like this? Waters asked viewers after rattling off Swift's accomplishments on Tuesday. Uh, let me see. Let me find the part where they try to debunk this. Uh, but what's going on here? Something much more nuanced and less sensationalistic than what Waters is telling his audience. The woman in the clip, Alicia Marie Barger, was giving a presentation about research she had conducted with her team at Johns Hopkins University about how information spreads online. Barger was presenting at the 11th International Conference on Cyber Conflict organized by NATO in 2019. Though she's a civilian and has no contracts or relationship with the U.S. military, Barger is an academic who was simply presenting her research at a conference on how information travels through social media. The entire presentation from 2019 is available on YouTube, and it's clear from the introduction that Barger's presentation is about a hypothetical is about hypothetical scenarios for how information can be manipulated. Barger uses Taylor Swift as an example, clearly because she's the biggest pop star in the world right now. So I, I want to point out, if you are the type of person who in the previous clip said, oh, Fox News is propaganda garbage, nobody should listen to it, and then you read this and you take this at face value, you are a hypocrite, you're not a critical thinker, and you need to get with it. Because what makes that propaganda and this not propaganda? You're going to tell me that this was pitched to a NATO meeting from a group of psychological operations experts, and they were pitching in this just for fun. Just, just because it's interesting to talk about. I don't like to, to be insulting, and I'm not saying any specific person is like this, but anybody who does take this at face value, I, I was going to say something much meaner, but th they're not a critical thinker. <laughs> That's probably the nicest way I can put it. Maybe it's true. Maybe they're just having fun. Maybe they just like talking about Taylor Swift at NATO meetings in the context of psychological operations. And I'm sure they did nothing with this. Especially because there's no evidence of anything like that, right? Look around. Taylor Swift is everywhere. She's involved in politics. People are saying she would have an impact on their political decisions. But I'm sure all of it, 100%, is just a coincidence. There are people actually out there who think like that. I, it really... Uh, blows my mind. So I want to repeat something I said earlier. Let's say Taylor Swift 100% is not a psyop. She is not being used as a puppet, as a tool to influence the public. Okay. If that is true, regardless, she just by her own accord, her own volition, 
she can have the power that a psychological operation would have anyway. Look at the amount of influence she has. Look at the effect that she has on people. People go nuts over Taylor Swift. And you know what? This is very important. Let's not forget. Football itself is a type of psyop. I, in one of my earliest episodes, I think it was episode five, we talked about uh, the Roman Colosseum, the history of, in part, the history of sports and how, just like we see today, giant football stadiums, just like the Colosseum, we know now that all of that was used to distract and manipulate the public. You think that today that's not the case? Are you nuts? Go back, listen to episode five. Let me know what you think. I think it was episode five. So, you know, I'm, I'm winding down here. I don't want to go past an hour. I, I know it, it sounds totally silly to say Taylor Swift is a psyop. Talking about Taylor Swift at all. I'm, I'm a 30-something-year-old man. Talking about Taylor Swift at all is not what I want to do. It sounds silly. But intelligence agencies leverage influential figures. This is even, it isn't even remotely controversial. It is so obvious that that actually happens. I don't know if it's happening with Taylor Swift specifically, but of course it does happen. Look at all the celebrities doing ads. In that paper that I showed you, they talk about influencer marketing. And you know that uh, Travis Kelsey is, is working with Pfizer to promote their products. You could call that a PSYOP. It's coordinated to influence the public by propagating messages. If that's not a PSYOP, what the hell is? I always get so worked up on these episodes. I, I get myself worked up. But I'm going to leave it there. Let me know what you think. I, I've never heard a Taylor Swift song in my entire life. And even if I did, you know, if it was playing in the mall or something, I, I wouldn't even recognize it was her. I could care less about Taylor Swift or football. But I like narratives. I like propaganda. I like observing things that people tell you to look away from. Somebody says, these are crazy conspiracy theorists, especially all at once. All the news outlets are saying, oh, they're crazy conspiracy theorists are talking about this today. You better dismiss them. I'm going to look so hard. I'm going to look so close and I'm going to make an episode about it. So I look forward to whatever the mainstream media says to look away from next. But until then, stay healthy, stay awake.